Welcome back, bitches. This is Girl Why Podcast with your hosts, Vanessa and Terry. Your weekly podcast where no topic is off limits. All right. Welcome back, bitches. We have a very, very special guest today making his second appearance on Girl Why Podcast. So welcome back, David Yontif. Hi, David. Hello, ladies. How are you today? Great. We are so glad to have you back. Thank you again for joining us for a second time. That's a big deal. You are our first second time guest. Oh, my God. I feel so honored. You should. You should. (laughs) How have you been since we last spoke? You know, listen, 2020 was a crazy year. It's the year that my Behind the Velvet Rope podcast in the Bravo world blew up. I'm Mm -hmm. not complaining. Just like it blew up. And so it's going well. You know, we've had some moments Mm -hmm. in 2020. You know, it's still, I'm still doing the same thing. It's like 90% Bravo and Housewives and it's 10% other. Like I had like a really targeted thing of let's build a core audience of Bravo. And then I was like, I don't want all my eggs in one basket, you know? Right. And so it's, it's just, I literally was just talking about this before I came on. So, you know, it's like, I think sometimes the Bravo world just wants to hear Bravo people, but okay, for the one, I do five shows a week for the one show that's not Bravo, but it's still like, I think it's, it's so scary to have all your eggs in one basket. Like, what if, you know? That's actually really smart um, because you just never know. You and never yeah. know. So very and, smart. And don't get me wrong. It's still on brand. Like I do like the girls from RuPaul's Drag Race. I mm-hmm. do, you know, I don't know. Like I'm doing like actors and actresses that have, like I, I have um, Amber Childer. She was married to Randall from, from Vanderpump Rules. So like, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I could ask her about Lala, but she was also in You. So it's like, it's always going to be related. You had Perez not- Hilton, which I loved. I See, know. I saw that. That's Perez, awesome. Do you know Perez has been on this? He's a four time. I, it's, I, I counted. You say I'm back for the second time. Four times is Catherine Edwards, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Elise Lane, New York Housewives, and Perez. Perez is one of my most, Perez is a great interview because he knows everybody. Like he yep. legitimately oh, yeah. knows these people. I love him. And when I saw that you had him, I was so excited. And then I learned something. I never knew he was Cuban. So me being Cuban, I was like, I love him even more. <laughs> oh yeah, his born Mario Lavenderia. Did not know that. So that was super exciting. Um, okay, David, so, I have to jump right in. Go ahead, Cherry. Okay, just for our new listeners that haven't listened to part one, That's David true. is the host of Behind the Velvet Rope podcast. He has had every fucking Bravo celebrity guest star on his show from the, all of the Real Housewife franchises, Below Deck, and many more, just to catch everybody up. I love a sh- I love a shameless. You can plug me any day you want. Please, well, anyone, anyone listening who likes Bravo, find behind the velvet rope. We're there. Oh yeah, this. If you guys are into Bravo, even just a little bit, this is your guy. I mean, we talk a little bit of housewives on our podcast, and we talk about everything, anything that's going on. But if you want strictly Bravo information, this is your guy, and that's why I want to jump right into. Let's tell me. Okay. And where, wait before one one more time. Sorry. Your your book. Oh, yes. Let me tell you something. It's funny. I need to seriously, because I just, you know, we were talking before I came on the air. Like, my goal is to work less on my podcast for still five days a week, Mm -hmm. but I need to do some other things. I got it. The book is done. It's just a COVID thing. 
it's like, let me tell you, it's like that typical, you know, there's no concerts and no events. Like nobody's really publishing a book. So it's there, it's in the mix, but I'm getting ready to just pull it out of the mix and just self-publish it because I'm like so tired of this already. You totally should, especially because because people are, have the most time they've ever had in their lives. So don't miss this COVID time in the sense before people start to get back out there and act but wild. Because right now people are doing the most reading and watching TV and podcasts, listening and things like that. So get it out there. Plus I want to read it still. And I want, I want a signed copy too. You can have as many signed copies as you would like. (laughs) Absolutely. So, okay. So you'll keep us posted on when you're going to get that out, but okay. Finally, Terry, it's my turn. I want to go Potomac. (laughs) Okay. I've been dying to talk to someone who loves this as much as I do. So when you were last on the show, their, their season was actually just kicking off. So we didn't really get a chance to dive too deep into it. Obviously this season was drama on drama on drama. So before I even ask you my specific questions, what did you think of the whole season overall? Like from start to finish, what are your feelings? My feelings were like a bell curve. It was when it came back, I was like, finally, it's going to have the season it deserves. Mm-hmm. And then we could talk about who from the show was on my podcast this past season. Yes. Oh, we're getting into that. Don't worry. <laughs> yes. In the middle, I was like, it's not my favorite housewives. And then now that it's all over and now I've interviewed some more of them upon reflection, I'm like, this was a major, major fucking season of Potomac. I agree. So it's almost like I had moments during it. You know what the problem is? We just, we, we knew so much about it. I mean, that's the thing I think with all these reality shows, 90 day, like anything across the board is, I mean, I was talking about this on my podcast the other day too. It's like, A, what happens off screen is more interesting. Like mm-hmm. even if you take like mm-hmm. the Kardashians, like we know everything that's going to happen. Like Kim and Connie, like there's even Kim gets robbed in Paris. So it's like what happens off camera is more interesting because there's more stuff surrounding it. So there was so much surrounding Monique and Candace in the lawsuits. And like we knew everything and they dragged each other through the mud on social media. Right. And so like, I don't know. I really feel with all these shows, like the real show is off air. I mean, but the same good thing, part like, about it is that you get the behind. What I like is, like you just said, like with Kardashians or houses or whatever. Like, obviously, we knew what had happened a year ago because it's been yeah. So long. But now, the part that I do enjoy, even though we already knew what happened, is that behind the scenes that you do get to see on camera what they were talking about in that real moment of yeah. how they were actually feeling. So I do totally. enjoy that part of it. Now we have to ask, and I know you had Candace on your um, on your podcast, and we're going to talk about that. Team Monique. Team Candace, where do you stand? Here's the thing, and I this is not a cop-out. I truly say this. Well, first of all, I have to say two things. Okay. I never take a temperature check online until you're on my show. Like, when you're on my show, I post you on my Instagram. This is who we had on today, five days a week. And then I let the comments come in, and then I read every single comment. So mm-hmm. I really don't know what is really going on with the fans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't really get into, like, other ways. Like, I don't sit there on, like, reality blurb or any of those and read all the comments. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that a lot of people were team Candace because Monique put her hands on Candace. Just, I, this is 
really so i didn't know but then i can tell you oh boy was i wrong but <laughs> yes, i really that i can yeah, tell you because i've really seen wrong. people <laughs> Oh God. Oh, I can tell you what happened after, you know, all these people were after she was on my podcast, but I really don't get emotion. This is going to sound weird considering Mm -hmm. I have a podcast. I don't get like emotionally involved because I know a lot of these people in real life. So to me, it's like, I know you. And then even if I don't know you come on my podcast and like, there's a lot that goes on before and after, like when, when we keep in touch. And so I really judge people based on, and listen, you just bond with certain people and other mm-hmm. people you mm-hmm. don't. And when you do a show five days a week, it is a job. So listen, there are days where I say, people are like, that was such a great show. And I'm like, thanks. I don't really think so. Like I, 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 I was off that day. <laughs> but you know, and I, I feel with certain people, if I interviewed them on a different day, maybe I would have liked them better. You know, mm-hmm. I, I take responsibility. We're all human. Of course. So I really judge it based on like when you come on my show. It's really intimate. You sit there for an hour or more and look at someone. So I have a really honest to God, I never truly was team anything before. It's crazy, I know. It's okay. I just just assumed that everyone was, I just, I don't know, maybe I live in my own world, (laughs) even though I am the host of a Bravo podcast, because I know these people, like you don't, like when I talk to Candace as a person, like she doesn't say like, did you see all that hate against me? Like we don't talk about that. So I just really didn't know. Well, I thought it was hilarious because I did catch up on the Candace interviews yesterday. She's like, I mean, this is real housewives. What is this? WWE? That made me like. (laughs) <laughs> that was my favorite part. Like, and she has a point. She did sound like more likable and relatable on your podcast as opposed to like watching her on TV. A lot of people said that. And that's not my goal. Like, I mean, okay, I, I love when someone listens to like, and that's the other thing I try to tell people. Just because someone is on my podcast does not mean I like them. Like, even if I was <laughs> team something, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like I like everybody. Like I mm-hmm. would love to have Candace on Monday because everyone's like, where's Monique? Where's Monique? Guess what? Hey, Monique, I would love to fucking t- talk to Monique. I have tried 18,000 avenues and then we're so busy and we have a line out our door. I'm like, I tried. I, I got to move on. Yeah. It's not like yeah. I'm desperate over here. But just because I have <laughs> Candace on doesn't mean like, you know, and if you listen to my show, every I'm very careful to not make, certain comments i mean it's an interview but when right, someone's right. like fuck monique and did, if when candace is saying that or just anyone i usually sit there silent like elise comes on and she's like ramona is a scumbag <laughs> it's it's actually to the point of me being awkward i'm just like okay so moving along like <laughs> i'm really careful that i you know now listen i speak poorly about several housewives because I hate them as human beings because of how they treat <laughs> me. Like, but you know once, them on a personal level. So right, it's a yeah. personal thing, which is, I totally understand and respect and I get that. Yeah, like once you're an asshole to me, you're asshole. then I will talk about you nonstop on my podcast because we still have free speech and I will tell everyone what an <laughs> asshole you are in real life. I love it. And just because of the TV, I don't get, I don't go to those depths. Yeah, I have my favorites, of course but I don't really go to those depths. In the case of Monique and Candace, like I kind of like them both even now. I mean, I loved chatting with Candace just as a person, as a person. Like she was, like she's getting her MBA. Like you yeah. said, like, and a lot of people said, so my goal is not to change anyone's opinion, but there are people that DM'd me that were like, you know, she's more likable 
as a person now. Listen, this is what I think. I think Candace is knows what she's doing. I think she's I just gonna like she's self-aware and yeah. she's good for reality TV. I think she takes it, but you know, I mean, the one mistake she makes, like Luann plays the game really well. I don't know if you watch New York Housewives. Like Luann mm-hmm. comes on, gives what she has to give. You never see Luann getting in those fights. Like that would be me. She never, I mean, she gets in fights on the TV. She's arrested. She's getting, she has things going on. Don't get me wrong. But like, look at like Ramona and Elise on social media. They're slinging mud. Like Luann doesn't go there on social media. I I think knowing Luann, I know her as a person. I'm not going to speak for her. Knowing her, I think she's like, "Uh, I I, I, I don't care. Like there's the bank, like make the deposit. And I'll bring it. But like when you say something like that, I'm a scumbag on Instagram, I don't care. Like the check's already cashed. Like I'm not paid for this. I'm paid to do a TV show. That's how I would be. I feel like that's how Luann is. And Candace knows what she's doing. She's there to make good tea, but she takes it then on social media. And it's like, you just got to not care, babe. Correct. Um, You don't get paid more. About her social media and Twitter, like she's a nightmare on Twitter, basically. Yeah, I know. Now, how did you feel? Because the thing is, your salary, your salary doesn't go up when, well, so that's the thing. So Candace came on and yes, I mean, the comments, it was one of my most commented on posts ever. She came on twice. We talked for two hours. That's a two, Mm -hmm. that's a two part show. And I mean, these comments, this is what I mean about I don't get emotionally invested. Like people were literally like, bitch, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to, I mean, it was like physical violence that people, and I, I don't, I, I don't erase comments. I, I just don't, no. like, it's not my thing unless it's really whatever. So, I mean, people were like, bitch, you deserve to be like, like people were not, it wasn't fun. It was like, right. people really were like, someone needs to find you in a dark alley and slap the shit out of you and put you in a oh hospital. Yeah. Like over. Wow. So people, so then I realized like, oh shit, people hate Candace. <laughs> it took <laughs> me. That's what I realized. Cause then I read the comments. Listen, I, my feelings with Candace have always been from season one to now. She was never my favorite housewife. I think this season, you know, I always remember there's a lot of editing involved. Um, and like you said, I think Candace knows exactly what she's doing when she's grabs her tissue in a trying. I mean, she knows what she's doing. Um, so my feeling is kind of like what you said, where I can't really take a side. If I have to do it based on this season alone, then yes, I'm Team Monique, only because I couldn't deal with any more of Candace's tears. But I'm ready for her to come back next season and see what's going on. Are you disappointed Monique's not coming back as from what they're saying? Yeah, she's not coming back. And you know, it's a couple of things. Well, first of all, because I always talk about this when I have these housewives on, I'm always like, you know, telling, like, did you quit or get fired? They all give me some story about how they quit. Listen, I'm going to push you and then I'm going to move on. So everyone says to my face, they quit. And I'm like, you didn't, but let's move on. (laughs) So I always talk about like Bethany Frankel quit. Right. And like Lori Peterson from the OC way back in the day left when she got me. Like there's a few people that left on their own. Mm-hmm. Bravo to Monique to be added to that list. Do, do I think Monique got fired? Absolutely not. She left on her own. It's true. I agree. And I don't think she needs those coins as she would say. <laughs> well, that's yeah. the thing. This, this is what I say like to people. I'm telling you in my next life, I'm going to teach. I'm literally, I'm going to start a consulting course. And I want you, like the day you get cast on Housewives, you need to call me because I will tell you what to do and how to play it. So it's like the thing is, if you're in it for the fame, you don't need to stay. 
you only one one season. One season. We you you don't. I mean, yeah, you're not as big as Ramona or Louis, but nobody forgets about you. Correct. One season, you're in that club, and you can walk down any street, go to anywhere, and a housewife fanatic will want a picture with you. It could open yeah. doors at restaurants. So you have the fame for one season. You don't need to keep coming back for more fame. It's right. got it. And so then it becomes like you're going for money. And yes, I think unlike most housewives who it's all smoke and mirrors that don't really have money mm-hmm. and live way above their means and are in debt and are worth nothing. Monique doesn't <laughs> need the money. She nope. does. She has a husband that has a ton of money yep. and she's just like, you know, and I believe what she said. She said, you know, I was going to come back. This is what she said. Mm-hmm. And we went to the reunion and Andy wouldn't let my husband speak. Who's been sitting on this. Like this is about someone's child. Agreed. I'm not taking team Monique. I'm just saying, like, you're saying that their child is not his child. So he would like to now speak at the reunion. And he's like, I don't give a fuck who Andy Cohen is. Like, I mean, that's the thing. So when you don't care about the fame and Andy's position, that's when I'm like, bravo, because I think it's all a fake. I talk about this type of stuff on my podcast. Like it's pathetic how like everyone's a fame whore and no one will stand up to this one. And Mm -hmm. you know, this is how this industry works. So like when Chris is sitting there and he's like, who the hell's Andy Cohn? I don't give a shit if he runs. I love when Chris came out and he was like, you're talking about my son. It's like, blah, blah. He's like straight to the point. Like, I don't have time for this. I'm here to like handle business. And like, I love a man's man. And I love when he did that. I was like, you go, Chris. I yeah. was a little bit turned on. I'm not going to lie. It like, was. Who doesn't Chris like Andy? Right? Sexy, like. fucking goals. Like, he's like, I'm here to defend my family and my woman, and then I'm going to walk off and I'm going to leave and live my best life, and I'm going to take my coins and go. I don't care. I was like, I mean, that's a daddy. Yeah, that and he's daddy. he's literally, I mean, it's and that's the other thing. Look, we all know when someone's there, and yes, let's do this for the cameras. And like, that was not for cameras. Cameras. Nope. He's breaking down and crying and realizing, like, I mean, he truly loves his wife. She I think loves they him. truly love each yeah. other. They seem like they have a really beautiful marriage. And, you know, big kudos to him for standing up for his family. I mean, yeah. I, big round of applause for him. Yeah. And so, and then she's saying, like, you know, she was, she said, I was going to come back and, 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 and change the narrative and move past it. But she's like, after the reunion, what would be different? It's not going to be different. And it wasn't even Candace. It was mostly Giselle. I think that pushed her yeah. over the edge. Of and like, Andy. Because Andy at this yeah. reunion was so biased, it was painful to watch. Like, he obviously had formed his opinion and his feelings, which everybody's entitled to. But he did not know for this specific reunion how to sit there and let everybody have their moment. He was... I couldn't stand watching it. It was painful to watch. Well, so many people, I mean, this isn't going to happen. Like so many people DM me and they're like, you need to take over, watch what happened. You need to take over (laughs) reunions. Because no, I mean, but it's not even my ego. Like I'm not just kissing my ass. It's like, that's what I do on my show. Like it's not my job to really be team anything. It's my job to be like, Candace is here. So I need to ask, listen, I'm not going to kiss your ass. I'm going to get shit out of you. I got to get all the stuff out. He definitely had chosen a side and it was, very yeah obvious. yeah like, i kind of my opinion on it, it was i kind of felt sided. like like bravo didn't want to condone violence in my opinion so they didn't want to get attacked for that so i feel like that's why annie cohen took the position that he did well we're not going to show this clip about giselle saying this we're just going to make them look like fucking psychos because she put hands on somebody and i get like you can't condone violence on a network but like at the same time 
it kind of made them look stupid because we remember seeing Giselle sit there and say, word on the street is her and her trainer were a wee bit too friendly. And Big Boy yeah. found out. Like, nobody forgot that that happened. And then mm-hmm. they just didn't want to show it and kind of make them look stupid is how I felt. Now, let me ask you, David, for Potomac, um, obviously, we know Monique's not coming back. So I assume they're either going to add someone new or what are you thinking? Who would you like to see go completely? Is there anybody who is currently still on that you'd like to say goodbye to or someone to bring on? Or what are you thinking? Robin. Well, do you know... I don't know if you know all this. Like, I also then got in the middle of all sorts of things with Robin. Do you know all this that happened? No, and I want to hear because no. Robin was on my nerves this season. So please share. Yep. Um, okay, so then after Candace, the two parts, I had Wendy on my show. Which I want to talk about her too. <laughs> we will talk about her because I, I had an eye opener when I had her on. I'm like looking at all these comments. I'm like, what? So people were commenting on Wendy. This has nothing to do with Wendy. I just had her on. And that's uh-huh. when people started commenting. And at the same time, like I know for a fact the contracts were sent out. Everybody got a contract except Robin. I know that. How but, I know that is another story, but I know that. So I made some innocent comment on the behind the, vel- on behind the Velvet Rope Instagram. And I said something like, blah, blah, blah. You know, sorry, I don't like Wendy. She'll be back. And, you know, sorry, but she's coming back. And, you know, something about Robin. I said something about Robin. And someone's like, wait, am I asleep? Like, Robin's not coming back? And I was like, well, she didn't get a contract. So I, this isn't confirmed. Uh-huh. But, you know... Yeah, I don't think she's coming back. Well, apparently, people saw that comment. And then, literally, it was like, I don't know, like, all over YouTube, all these, like, YouTube people that have shows about Bravo, everyone was saying on Behind the Velvet Rope Instagram page, David Yontef said, Robin's not This became, go and Google, it became a whole big thing. It's not that I hedge. I'm like, well, that's kind of what happened. And she wasn't coming back, allegedly. And now with Monique not coming back, I believe, I mean, it's, Robin's not 100% out now. I don't know. I don't think she's in, but I think Monique leaving might have saved Robin's job. But this whole thing blew up and it was like even more viral than my interview with Candace. It was like behind the velvet rope confirmed that Robin isn't coming back and then 24 hours later she made that speech on her instagram where she's like i saw that that's what right I like say. thank I you that. yeah like that was uh, that wasn't like i had a great season that was like i had a great five years goodbye it mm-hmm. was and it mm-hmm. came out right after i made this comment and then that comment went everywhere she never <laughs> called me no one from bravo ever called me i mean it said allegedly i'm allowed to say whatever i want of course i would not be upset if robin did not come back or if she came back maybe as a friend and not um you know, one of the main uh, castmates, she got on my nerves this season because her and Giselle, like when they get together, it's like the little mean girls club and it's obnoxious. Like it's not even like in a good way. It's like, you guys need to grow up. Uh, So I wouldn't care if they didn't bring her back. I really wouldn't be disappointed at all. Wendy, what did people say to you about Wendy? I got to hear this. And by the way, I don't think, um, I don't think that Robin should come back because I don't think she, again, her storyline is boring. Yeah, and like nothing personal. It's not. You, you don't here's- pay your taxes. You're looking at houses you can't afford. Um, <laughs> you're selling hats out of like a locker room or something. I don't even know. Um, and Juan, the whole screaming. If Juan was here, Juan's not going to do anything. Like you're bored. If your Juan is- was here right now, <laughs> it was so pathetic. I felt embarrassed for her watching. Yeah. 
Yeah, Juan wouldn't have done anything. And also, this is because this is the comment I made on my Instagram too that went all over. Like, if you think about it, Giselle, here's the great thing. A reunion is not closure. It's like your audition for next season. So this is why to me, the Potomac reunion was one of the best reunions in history because we're left now with more questions. There's no closure. And that's a great reunion. can't wait for them to come back. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, what the fuck? Like, Jamal and Monique has the phone number. So it's going to come back and it's going to be on. I mean, Giselle is like Karen and like can't, I don't know, even with Monique not there. So I think like, I mean, Giselle is without Robin is going to be a different Giselle. I don't think, I think she's going to be like, oh shit, you're coming for me and I I don't got my protection. It's going to be a better show. And I think it's going to be the edit where Giselle is shit out of lock and gotten i think everyone's coming after giselle what do you and think that about won't giselle happen, and jamal and that whole story of the fake and pastor romance. holy war. yeah what do you think of all that i don't know i don't know i mean do you think it's fake i mean listen when 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 you say this person texted me and all this you're like bullshit and then when someone reads a phone number and your your face goes white because oh it's my the actual phone number yes her I face, mean, literally, I, like, you you had to almost pick her job from the ground. Like, that's, like, the face she had where it was just, like. I saw her soul leave her body. Yes. And float away. And then she was real quiet. So that's the thing. It's, like, I mean, what a, the, the thing is, if Monique came back, there's nothing she could have done. It would have gotten messy. Like, Monique has had the best exit she's she came she's like i'm gonna drop some bombs on you no i'm not mad at anyone let me just open a couple of documents here and like prove my point yep and you're all fucking fucks and i don't even give a shit because i'm not coming back yep but these are all your own problems and so i'm leaving clean-handed and i got my family intact it's a great way to leave and that's what Monique said she's like if i come back you will gaslight me the edit bravo i mean she spoke out against bravo she's like you you won't do me right and so that's like brilliant yeah she's she's right yep um anything else on potomac before oh well wendy Wendy. yes before i go i don't well, I don't know. I she's another one. I interviewed Wendy. I was like, all right, I don't even know what to say. Like everyone loves you and like you're non-offensive and like you just middle of the road and let's have a nice chat and you know, thanks for coming on. And then apparently everyone hates Wendy too. On my You know what the problem with Wendy was, in my opinion, this season is yeah. no storyline really. There really was not much that she was that she was bringing to the table. It was her first season, so I will give her that. Um and then I also think because this season was so involved with Candace and Monique that we really couldn't get to know Wendy anyway because we were so focused on this drama um, that I just don't think that she had the proper airtime. And then again, we all know with everybody being upset with her and her four degrees, we know she's, she's a highly educated <laughs> woman and all of that. Um, another one, because I didn't get the chance to know her well, if she didn't come back, would I have been upset? No. I just think that the season was really a Monique and Candace season and that's the whole season. I, and I even asked that to Wendy. I said like, do, I don't know. And then it's, it was an interesting interview if you haven't listened. Cause like it ended up me giving her advice. Like when I talk about my consulting thing, <laughs> she was like, it's almost like she didn't, but this is why I like her. She seems authentic. Like it's almost like she yeah. doesn't realize she's on housewives. Cause then she had a thought. Cause I said to her, Wendy, like, listen, I don't think in any world that any of us wanted physical violence. No. But like, does any part of you say, 
that's in not the worst thing selfishly for me that happened. Not that you would want this, mm-hmm. but like you were protected. And I said, like, do you understand next season they might be coming for you? And if they're not, sweetie, they will in the next two to three years. And she was like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, we, we need to have a talk here. Mm-hmm. And like, she, she got it. She's like, oh. So <laughs> to your point, I think, yes, this overshadowed. And Candace even said, too, when I chatted with her, she said, you don't realize how many other storylines of mine were be- were filmed. I had a lot of other things going on. She's like, it's just nothing got shown. So I think Wendy, A, may not be as protected as we think next season, and B, I had to give her a little education on how it's going to work. And I, I think Wendy has something in her. But I do agree. A lot of people, I got it. They thought she was obnoxious about her degrees and and that's because I think that's all we saw. And again, I'll, yeah. I'll attribute that to editing, of course. And then again, back to what I said, where I think, I mean, this entire season, that's all you talked about on every episode was this this big fight. I mean, every single episode, whether it was in Portugal, you know, states, it was all about this fight. And I yeah. think that just kind of took over. Last question that I did want to get your opinion sure. on uh, for Potomac is Ashley Darby and Michael and that whole situation. What are your thoughts on that? Because I have my own, I already know what, in my head, I think I know what's going on. Well, A, I agree with you. I think Robin should go. B, I think they should definitely bring in some new blood, to maybe two new housewives. Mm-hmm. Like, right, Monique is gone and get rid of Robin and just bring in two firecrackers. Yes. But there's something about Ashley just right from the first day. She doesn't have it for me. Like, I just don't believe, out of all the people on the show, I tune Ashley out more and when more than anyone, I just don't, I'm not into Ashley. I don't get her like star appeal for lack of a better word. I don't get, I don't get it. I don't think she fits in with the Potomac group. I don't get it. I mean, I, I think, think she's, she's full of secrets. Yeah. That we'll never know. I just think like, <laughs> I, right. That we'll never know. I mean, I just think like, you can look at certain marriages for the most part. I mean, what the hell do we know? Mm-hmm. But like, she just, I mean, okay, maybe not this year, maybe not in two years, but honey, I don't think this is your life partner. Like there's a oh, lot no. of issues. No. So 30 she's years from now, baby yeah, just, she's just out. rip the bandaid, honey, and move Mark on. my word, she's dropping this baby, she's out. What I, do you think though? You oh, think no, he's I, really gay? Um, I think he is bisexual. I think mm. he... Um, I think he cheats and I think he cheats whether it's with women or men. I think he can go either which way. Um, I think and I, he would stick his dick in a refrigerator. He would fuck anything. Correct. That's yeah. how I feel about Michael But Dewey. I think she knows all of that. And I think she knows that she's got to get her meal ticket and she's got to see this thing through because, mm-hmm. you know, she had that five-year plan with the prenup that's done. So now she's had the one kid that's X amount of dollars. The second kid will give her X amount of dollars and she can see her way out. That's is what that I what it is? She had the, she had kids built into the prenup or post-up? Yes, correct. So I think yeah. once the second baby drops, I don't give this baby to the first birthday before they're getting divorced. <laughs> and, and, you know, okay, it's not Beverly Hills or New York or anything, but her, she'll be her sixth year into Potomac. She probably makes like in the threes. She makes you know, so a she's little penny, come, then she'll get her money from her marriage. She should yeah. be okay. Yeah. Hey, have you heard of shapeandfoster.com? Shape and Foster is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insight from six experts in mental health, financial planning, nutrition, fitness, yoga, and a life coach. It's a one-stop shop for self-improvement. 
The app provides a proactive and informed approach to improving your mental well-being by enabling practices and habits to be built. Lifestyle development is all about enhancing your quality of life by improving awareness, identity, and potential. Our community of actionable insight. Learn from six pillars essential to a healthy heart and healthy mind in one unique app. Visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your 14-day free trial. All right, so let's move on to Atlanta. First and foremost, how do you feel about Nini not coming back? Totally fine. I personally, (laughs) right? I mean, I personally, again, like I never take sides, but like I'm just, Nini's not doing my podcast, so I feel like I can speak. I have always said this. I think Nini is, in the history of housewives, the most overrated housewife ever. I don't get it. I never, yeah, I never got it personally. And yeah, and like, why do we care? Because Nini wasn't there last year when she was there. She walks out of scenes. And the thing is, you have superstars. Like Cynthia, everyone says this one's boring, that one's boring. doesn't matter. Like, right, Candy is a superstar in life. Cynthia is a superstar. Like, these are big name housewives. Like, real deal. Like, they're, like, listen, let's face it. They're people, like, when Bethany was on, they're people just bigger than housewives. Like, Lisa Rinna. Like, like Denise Richards, who left. Like, Candy's a superstar. Cynthia's a superstar. Portia's Portia, becoming a she's a superstar. Yeah, she she's is. become a superstar. And yep. Kenya, lover or hater, Kenya is a superstar all-stars player I agree. too. I agree. So yeah. it's not like we're leaving. I mean, we have four superstars without Nini. It's fine. It's fine. It's like, to be honest with you, I like it better. I agree. It's more even. There's no elephant in the room. It's just everyone. And Drew is bringing it. Drew is bringing it. I like it. Drew. I like Drew. I think I'm going to like her a lot. Um, I like I like how um, transparent she's being, it seems like, already from, like, episode one or two, or two, I think, is when she appeared on yeah. with the husband drama. But I, I like that transparency that she's giving. Obviously, this season's going to be super relatable because they are living the COVID just like we still currently are. Do you have any Atlanta tea that you can share with us? And I mean, listen, I've had Marlo on my podcast before. I, I mean, love Marlo. Was, Marlo. Can they give her it? a peach already? Because I love Marlo. She, when she was on my podcast, she said, it's never going to happen. Someone at Bravo doesn't like me. She wouldn't say who, but she was like, look. They're missing I get- out. They're missing out because Marlo is great entertainment. She's the comic relief of every scene she's in. Yep. She's hilarious. Yep. I love hilarious. her. I wish that they would give her more time because anytime she's on, I'm like, yes, it's Marlo. I feel like she's in it a lot this season. Like she's in a lot. So far, yes. Yes. So far, yes. Um, So she's like, look, I'm getting paid to be there like as a friend of and like, what the hell? I mean, that's, that was her attitude towards me. I kind of believe her that she doesn't really care. I would like to see it just because I like her. Um, Yeah. So I don't really have any Atlanta tea, but I, I do love Marlo and I think it's a good season. You know, I think it's better than other housewives franchises that are on currently. Agreed. Agreed. It's good. Um, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's as good as it could be in COVID. Like, they can't do much. And we're only, like, four episodes in, I think, right yeah. now. So, I mean, I think I think this week, because it's been a little blah. I mean, they've had some good moments, some boring moments, whatever. I think this week it's going to pick up uh, with the whole party and stuff. So, I'm looking forward to that. What did you think about Cynthia Bailey having her wedding during this pandemic? I mean, she got a lot of flack for it. She did. That's why I'm asking your <laughs> opinion. <laughs> I mean, it didn't bother me i mean it was a lot of people there 
Mm-hmm. I mean, she says they wore masks and I saw those shields the whole time. Like, I didn't really have like a moral problem with it. You she know, was on uh, Wendy Williams yesterday, actually. I and, saw. Um, she said no one was infected from her wedding after the wedding or anything. So that was good. They took all the precautions they could take. Um, and she just wouldn't have a wedding. So, I mean, it is what it is. I just want to see what you thought about it. <laughs> I think it was, I was just her okay. pitching. It was her bitching about, like, what she deserves and blah, blah, blah. It reminded me of that scene in the Kardashians when Kim lost her earring and Courtney was like, people are dying. Right. That's what it reminded me of. Like, You know what it is, though? Like, yes, but there's no difference, I guess. But, like, when you look at the pictures from her wedding and the videos, you do see people with masks and shields. Yes. Versus, like, you know, like, NeNe had that New Year's Eve party. Did you see that? And like, so did Diddy. Oh, Nene had a New Year's Eve party that people, I mean, it wasn't like 200 people, but it looked like 75, 80 people in her house. And like, there was no masks. So I feel like there's something, I mean, you know, I don't know if Cynthia's wedding was any safer, but it's like, there's something like when you see people with masks, you're like, okay. Right. You're you're trying. You're kind of like, trying. <laughs> you, you have to Google this Nini's New Year's Eve party and you're just going to be like, holy shit. I'm going to look it up when we're done. It's just like there's no stuff. masks and just everyone's out. You are crazy. Like, yeah, and like, okay, it's her and Greg. I'm like, okay, but these other 75 people don't live with you. And Greg had cancer and I'm sure he's got a weak immune system from all of his treatments and stuff. Like, yikes. Yeah. I think um, Nini has lost her mind, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. she's. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen she's having everybody try to boycott Bravo and yeah, she's a little, she's a little out there right now. And people well, she, have, act, she said that she made Bravo yes. famous, like stop, girl, stop. Someone's yeah. That's what I was going to say. Someone said to her like, bitch, they made you really rich. And she's like, honey, I made them rich. Please. And I'm like, Oh Lord. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like you were a big part of housewives, but like it, you know, but I feel that way about anything. Like, do I love Bethany on New York? Absolutely. I think I don't miss her. Like, I think every, it's like, it's really an ensemble. I wouldn't miss Stassi if Vanderpump Rules came back. Love her. Didn't miss Lisa Vanderpump on Beverly Hills. I just feel like the sum of the whole is greater than its parts. Well, the show will always go on. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Um, Terry, Real Housewives of Orange County. That is your show. I know. This always happens with David because I feel like I could talk to him for like five hours. and I just know. It- like never end. Okay, so David, how did you feel about this train wreck of a fucking Orange County season? And how much do you miss Vicky and Tamara? I mean, here's the thing. Like, do they, I'm not saying the women, like, do the producers think this was a good season? Like, I don't, how could you? Did you have nothing to work with? You know, it's like, they're too normal. They're too relatable. Like, there's no... No one wants to see you get in your SVP and pick up your kids. And it's just like, that's not why people tune into Housewives. There's nobody I know that thinks this was a great season of Orange County. I've heard I could, not one good thing about it. I, I couldn't even it's watch horrible. it. And that was my like long running. I got into Housewives because of Orange County. And literally, I couldn't even watch it. It was just so fucking boring. And you know what? Like, I've said this because um, I've had a lot of them on my show too. From the past, I had like, I had Gina Keel on and just mm. this past season, like all of them. I have some, I have three more Orange County old people c- coming up for you in the <laughs> next three weeks. But <laughs> I really believe this. I mean, no offense to anyone. Love you all. 
I really think they're not going to do this. I think they should scrap the entire cast and yeah. bring back, like, I can already tell you the six people I would bring back for an All-Stars cast. But I think because it's the first franchise, it's like you could justify doing that. Like, right. But I don't think, personally, it's salvageable. I think Shannon's storyline has run its course. Yeah, in the beginning, Shannon was interesting. There's nothing left that we need to see about Shannon. <laughs> Kelly Dodd, not interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like we already, it's, she, she doesn't relate to anyone. Gina and Emily, uh, I'm going to pass on that. Boring. And Elizabeth, uh, where, why, where and why? The thing is, when you are revealing these major things about like crazy things and nobody cares, like I was in a cult and molested and all, and you're still just like, I don't find this interesting. And then same thing, Bronwyn. Oh. I know. It's so messy. Okay, Bronwyn. She ruined the show for me because it has become all about Bronwyn. And no, I can't figure her out. I get it. Like you're on this journey. You're sober. You are gay, but now you're bisexual. Now you're telling people that you would be upset if your husband moved on. Like what the fuck? Like I'm confused. You know, Kelly Dodd and like Emily kind of alluded to this on Watch What Happens that like, I mean, Kelly doesn't believe her and kind of that it's all this. Like it's your second season. You're gay. You have a girlfriend. Whole lot. You have another open marriage. Oh, wait, you're an alcoholic. This, that, like, I'm not saying it, but Kelly Dodd has said it and Emily is kind of like, suggest it's. Does that all really happen in your second year? Too much. Year? <laughs> Too or, much. Or do you like never want to lose your job? And you're just like, oh, look at all. Look Put at it all out there. Yeah. Like Vicky and Tamara are fired. I better bring something. Hey, Sean, listen, oh, girlfriend. Oh, right. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what people say. But I agree. I it's Miss Tamara. <laughs> yeah. Bring Tamara back. Yeah. <laughs> How it, are you? It really, it's, it's the worst. And by the way, it's not the least highly rated. It's rated better than Salt Lake and Dallas. I don't even want to get into those ratings. They're bad. I was just going to ask you about what are your thoughts on Salt Lake City so far? I personally love it. A lot of people don't like it, and the ratings are horrible. I'm trying. I'm trying. A lot of people don't like it. right now, um, and I'm trying because I know that first season they're not always – amazing you know um i have issues with it too like tell what, me. what well what are your issues with it like why don't you like if, i think i think nobody's watching it for two reasons one they have housewife fatigue the ratings are down across the board for all of them and if you have that you're just like why would i get to know new people if i'm already over the housewives and i think two is even though it's more interesting than some of the other franchises, I think people just hear Salt Lake and they're they're not like the diehards like us, and they're just like I'm not watching a show set in Salt Lake. Why? I'm more. I, I was telling Terry I think uh, yesterday when we recorded or whatever day it was that we recorded for our episode this week is I just feel like this group of ladies I don't really feel like they're meshing well together like in the sense that they don't feel like it doesn't feel authentic like their friendships don't feel authentic. Um, and so I'm struggling with really seeing them and their dynamics together because they just seem very like they're there for that moment of filming and then that's it. Like there's nothing else involved and you can, I feel like it comes across on the screen. And I mean, although she says she isn't and I've had, I have Salt Lake girls coming up on my show too. 
Who do you have? Can you tell? When does this come out? <laughs> I have one that's recorded and one probably coming out, but one is not Jen Shaw. But the two I had on, <laughs> the two I had on are like, Jen is not acting. And I'm like, I don't buy it. A- Andy Cohn even said, like, she's coming. I mean, everyone says it and I, it's, too, it's too much. Like, I think she's like, I think she's acting. I don't believe that you're yeah. upset every other. So that's when we lose interest. Like, it's mm-hmm. like you're trying too hard. And even Whitney, now I'm starting to think, is trying, is, is aware of the, they're too aware. Yes. That's my problem. You watched Housewives or know of it for 15 years and you are thrilled to have a show in your thing and you're trying, you're trying now, I'm losing my voice. And like, it's not, to your point, I guess that it's like not, authentic i think some people have a better chance and mary you know is was phased out basically i'm not saying she's fired but they're phasing her out of the scenes oh i can i said that to her too i can totally see that um i think mary she seems a little off i i gotta get to know her where like i can't decide if she's just uncomfortable with the whole situation um i guess it goes back to what i said already they're just the level of authenticity is not there for yeah. probably all of them right now for me. And that's where I'm struggling with like trying to like grasp onto one of them and be like, okay, I get it. Like it's not there right now. Well, I loved Meredith's son. Um, what Brooks. is his name? Brooks. Yeah, yes. Brooks. So I loved him at first. At first I was like, he's fucking hilarious. Like he's great. But then like the whole, I like her vaginas out. I thought that was like a little bit too much. Like, come on, dude. It wasn't like, you're just, you're over the top. It's too much. I mean, and listen, I think they'll get a second season, but the ratings are like 775,000 people watch. And oh, wow. the OC before is like 1.3. So wow. like yeah. 500,000 people are either recording or sitting at home watching and changing the channel. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, considering I also, how bad the OC is. I can't fuck with Whitney's baby voice. It really bothers me. She sounds yes. like a child, and I I can't listen to it. I have to turn the TV down when she speaks. She's my least favorite, and I agree. I mean, I said in the beginning, like, Mary's either acting and is so aware that she wants to be there, or she is literally, it's not even funny. She's literally certifiably insane. Like, yeah. there's housewives that come along, like Danielle Staub. Mm-hmm. Like Mary is literally, if she's not acting, I think she's like, like not well. Truly, like, yes. Like I'm not even joking. It's no, not I funny. Agree. Like, I, I think had she's... a conversation with her. So that's like awkward to watch. It is when you're like, yeah. it's kind of like when you watch Sonia and she's so drunk and lonely yeah. and sad. <laughs> oh you're like, this is like not funny anymore. This is actually yes. sad. I'm- I'm yes. legitimately like upset and concerned. Exactly. She does That's not seem married like, to well me. or like normal, I guess. I don't know. She's off. She's really off to me. I we were just talking about it, Terry and I. She's and off. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm still watching. I'm committed, probably because I do a podcast, so I have to be extra committed. So I'm gonna hang on right now, but they're not like doing it for me where I'm like, yes, it's on. Like I catch it when I catch it. I think if it comes back, they won't. I think you should get rid of Jen, Mary, and Whitney. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so wait, or I got to ask you. At least two of those three. Yeah. I I, Mary you. is, I think, a liability to the network. Which I think she's like, and same with Kelly Dodd. I think yeah, Kelly Dodd Jesus. has to go now, you know? Yeah. I agree. It's ugly. But Dallas, okay. 
because you had Leanne on your show, right? So she got fired. She didn't say, first of all, can I just tell you, I just, I sent Leanne the ratings. I'm like, I'm just passing these along. I'm not trying to cause trouble, but the Dallas premiere has 337,000 people watch. That's it. And Holy like when shit. Leanne was on the, like the lowest was like 600 something. I literally was doing this this morning. Wow. So I don't know, 300, I don't understand how a show could stay on with 337,000. I'm not, well, people I'm not causing drama. I'm not throwing, no, st- I'm just giving, I'm everyone, I'm just giving facts. So when the all the Dallas the girls numbers. come on my st- show, everyone, I'm not trying to get Dallas canceled. I'm giving you actual numbers. I have nothing yeah. to do with these numbers. 337,000. And I thought the trailer bad. was pretty good. Like I thought that it would have been an uptick. Right? People seem to really hate Carrie now. And I'm not sure why, like, she hasn't, like, bothered me in that way. But, like, when I read the feedback, it seems like people really just despise her for some reason. Really? Maybe for having something to do with Leanne's exit. Although, I mean, you can argue Leanne had to do with Leanne's exit and nobody else. Yeah, I mean, you can't call somebody a chirpy Mexican and, like, keep your job. That was ugly. But. No. I mean. Yes. Like, I guess the difference is Leanne did that on camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think, I do think that Bravo is, it doesn't seem to make sense to me who's staying and who's going. Let's right. just, let's just assume everyone was let go. Let's just for argument's sake, Jax was let go. Brittany was let go. Let's just face it. This is what happened. Leanne was like, oh, Stassi and Kristen. But now, like, the way Bravo's dealing with it is, like, if they need to keep you or want to keep you, they're just making it part of the storyline. So, like, we're going to keep Catherine Calhoun, who sends the monkey emoji to someone who's black, and the way we're going to keep her, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, like, I get what Catherine's arguing about why she did it and, like, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the way they're going to now be, say, we kept Catherine because it's a teaching moment, and we're going to talk about this on air. They're doing the same thing with Brandy. Like now we're going to cast an Asian housewife. Right. And we, we need Brandy because God forbid we let Brandy go with Stephanie. And we're going to do a teaching moment. So I feel like I'm, it's like a cop out. You know what I mean? Agreed. So then why not just keep everyone? Like why not just make it all a teaching moment? So to me, it seems like if they really need you for the ratings, because like, let's face it, Catherine is like the one on Southern Charm if you watch it, that will stir up the shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why is, like, Jack's gone and not Catherine? Okay, they're, well, they're different things. They're different things. You can't, you know, each thing, like, I guess you can't compare Jack's and Faith to Catherine to, like, Brandy. Like, it is all different. I'm not saying it's the same. So no one needs to come after me. I'm just saying, like, it seems, like, arbitrary from Bravo's point of view that, like, they really keep who they want. That's yeah, just yeah. What it seems like to me. Yeah. I think that they got that. so much heat after Kristen and Stassi were fired that people were like, well, you got to get rid of Jax because X, Y, Z, he's a fucking asshole. He says this, this, that. So I saw it coming because of the like pure outrage of just like, if you're going to fire one, you got to fire them all kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Catherine's, um, the Southern charm thing is, is, is pretty cringy this season. I, I think that they thought, like, Cam, like, with the whole cheating scandal, I think they thought the show was going to die there, but it kept going. 
but I think they do need an original like cast member like Catherine to keep it going. I right. So that's where it's like I don't know. It's like, are you really committed to change? And I'm not. I'm just. I'm not casting stones. It's just an argument. Like, are you committed to changing things, or are you picking and choosing? Yeah. Absolutely. Who's needed? Like, yeah, you could argue Stassi's needed, but not really. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I won't miss her. I out. She's like outfit of the day, snarky comments. She has a fake chin. I I don't know. Like, who cares? I mean, Stassi, like. Say what you want. Like, she has, I mean, I don't know if you watch her Instagrams and all. Like, the girl has not learned nothing. Like, <laughs> call she her whatever does. you want. Rate, like, whatever it is that you just, I'm not even, again, not making any comments. But if you follow Stassi, if you watched her on Tamron Hall and then, like, her Instagram, like, this, it's life, like, normal. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no learning and going to courses and just, like, it's like life is okay. She's always going to be an ignorant bitch, in my opinion. Kind of. Where I do think Kristen is more, you know, Kristen, I, this is just, the, I mean, what do I know? I think Kristen processed it more. That's just my take on the matter. Yeah, honestly. but she's like, I, yeah, I I'm, not, I'm not saying she's doing so great either. It's like it never, it's like, <laughs> all right, we got fired, we talked about it, and now we're fine. Right. I think I'll miss Kristen more than Stassi only because Kristen was like the slob kebab. Like she was just the mess that like is falling over like herself and just like drinking herself into oblivion. And to me, I mean, I think that's hilarious to watch. She represented, when I met Kristen, I told her, I'm like, you you represent the single people. Like she's like, I mean, she's not single now, but she, she was, I'm like. I, I love a drunk mess. Like, I love a drunk single yeah, mess. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, yeah. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I think what it is, is I think back on every time I've been drunk and embarrassed myself, and then I look at Kristen on TV, and I'm like, you know what? It wasn't even that bad. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Kristen's done worse. <laughs> kind of. So I don't know. Like, again, I'm not throwing shade at anyone, not saying, but I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's interesting how certain people are gone and others aren't. Yeah. Like, I mean, Leanne, I guess the only, the only distinction I see is like Leanne did this on camera, on the show, whereas nobody else did, but still then, so that's where it's like, how are they deciding between like, I mean, if you look, I mean, at Brandy's, did you see Brandy's video? It was pretty. Yeah, I saw it. It's bad. I didn't see it. What was it? Fill me in. With the Asian uh, impersonation, right? That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's, it's, you can find it anywhere on Google or whatever. When she did, like, she was trying to be funny or whatever, but in this day and age, and especially it. when you're on a platform, Jesus. no, honey. Like, I, I just don't get where people's heads are at, that they think that it's going to go over well. Like, Well, that's the thing. It's like, in today's culture... Like, yes, we're, we're on air right now. You could slip and say one sentence or one word that is taken out of context and you're like, back off. Like, I didn't mean that. Agreed. But like in today's culture, it's like, if you have to like think twice about something, you probably shouldn't do it. Yep, Whether you put you're it out good there. or Right. So it's like, what goes through your mind that you actually 
put it out there. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, and never nobody say, hey, right. you got a good idea. Like, I am so cancel culture. And I don't agree with off cancel culture. I think we've taken this way too fucking far mm-hmm. that you can't even say one word these days. That's fucking Correct. ridiculous. I agree. Because the thing is, there's a difference between pure racism and, and what certain people do and just saying, like, you know, I believe in this and I believe in that. Now we're not even allowed to have a belief. Like I'm not supposed to, I'm supposed to be chastised and canceled because you just don't believe. So we're only supposed to speak to people that agree with everything we say. That's exactly. a real exciting yeah. life. Yeah. So I think it's gone, <laughs> I think it's gone too far, but right. Like what do you, like, I guess, cause when I had Candace on, Candace or Wendy on my show, I said something like, I can't, I think I said it to Wendy. I'm like, I can't believe Monique wasn't fired, which is my, was my stance all season. Like I was like, I don't understand how many, not, not team Monique, not team Candace, just like as a person, I don't understand how she wouldn't be fired. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I get it. Maybe there's a fine line and Candace, I just, I didn't understand it. I was like, I think Monique's going to be, Monique thought she was going to be fired. Mm -hmm. She said it herself. Yeah. So I just said this to Wendy and I said, it's shocking because I said, people have been fired for a lot less. Then I changed the subject when we went on to have a nice, talk the amount of people in bravo that have been fired is eight thousand people dorinda was fired every housewife that's not there was basically there's a million people who are fired and mm-hmm. someone on instagram is like um excuse me i, I need to talk to you and i'm because like you said this and they tried to then tell me that my comment of people being fired for less referred to stassi and chris did and am i racist and i'm like bitch back the <laughs> fuck up i'm like you can go fuck yourself yeah about how you're getting that statement now now i'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself because like you're now reading so it's like even like an innocent comment like that which had nothing to do with stassi and Kristen. it's like people will blow it, it up we've yes. taken it too far yes i i 100 agree with you you know um, it's like, but it'll be interesting to see how dallas plays out though i'm gonna watch i'm gonna still be here for it um i'm gonna still watch salt lake city like i said Terry, before we let David go, anything else that you wanted to get pick his brain for? I have so many things, but we would be here all day. So I know. Tell me and one of them. T- t- tell me one a, of them. He's a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> um, OC is your main thing. Apparently, the OC reunion is explosive, and we're going to bet. I mean, I, I, I agree. It's like I think ugh, it's just the whole season needs to be scrapped. Yeah, but like, okay, so one of the things that I did want to ask is, is how do you think that they're going to come back from this, from the OC, which was one of the best franchises of all time? Are they going to bring Tamara and Vicky back? Because I've heard a rumor about Tamara being brought back. I don't think they'll ever bring Vicky back. I uh, think they'll bring Tamara back. I mean. But I mean, I, like I, I really think, I really think, I mean, because I was thinking about it. I really think they should let the entire cast go. But really, I don't even know where to. But believe like, it or not, it, dump it. And I think over. they should bring back like an all stars cast, like Tamara, yeah, and Vicky. And I think they should bring back Joe DeLarosa from season one, who's younger. She's the right age now, and we don't know anything about her. She's coming up on my podcast. But anyway, I just think we should bring back, like, I don't know. It's the first one. Like, do something different, you know? Right. It's, oh, it's and also, so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. I can't take it. But is Dr. Deb really a doctor? Bronwyn's mother. I, I think, no, I was just thinking. I think so. I know. It's hard to, it's hard to imagine. She just looks You know, like Vicky, 
Vicky just, yeah, I have to find, Vicky spoke out. I think it was Twitter. It was some, she made some comment on some reality blurb or something where Vicky, it got picked up everywhere where Vicky's like, you've gone too far, bro. And she's like, the middle of the country, this, it's too much for them. And like, she's kind of what we're saying. Like, it's just, listen, if it's all, it doesn't feel authentic. And even if it mm-hmm. is authentic, the fact that we aren't like on the edge of our seat, like Correct. We, we care more to talk for like months, six months about whether a lesbian kiss or affair happened between an amazing B-list movie actress who used to be married <laughs> to Charlie Sheen and the town crier, Brandon Glamour. We talked about that for six months and mm. that had everyone on the edge of their seat. And now oh, Bronwyn's yeah. like, I'm gay. I have an open marriage. I'll kill Sean if he cheats. And I'm an <laughs> alcoholic. And this, and by the way, and everyone's like, this is all actually shocking stuff if you're having all, but nobody cares. Yeah, exactly. I was like, and I still don't care. Why don't I care? I just can't get myself there. I am, I am with you. I I (laughs) want to like the OC. I I don't get it. It's so, I don't know what went wrong. And then the COVID stuff, there's something about the way they're doing COVID. It's, it's boring. You know what I mean? Like we're Southern Mm -hmm. charm. It's like kind of humorous and I mean, it's not great to see any of this COVID. There's something about the OC that it's like, it's more it's just more like, boring. yeah. Yeah. And depressing and just yeah makes me sad. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So David, honestly, we got to do a part three because I honestly could keep you here all day. I hope I didn't talk too much. I'm sorry. No, this was fun. This it. was exactly how I wanted it to go. I just wanted to have conversation with you and pick your brain on all the housewives too, because I know that you're the guy. Like we said earlier, guys, if you are even just a little bit into Bravo, this is your guy. He knows everybody who is anybody in Bravo. He speaks to everybody. He gets the best interviews. Um, So definitely follow him. His podcast is Behind the Velvet Rope. Anything else you want to share with our listeners? And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Behind Velvet Rope. There's no the, just at Behind Velvet Rope. Or yeah, look for Behind the Velvet Rope. And we do, if you ever want to talk about non-Bravo, 10% of Behind the Velvet Rope is non-Bravo. RuPaul's Drag Race, yeah. The Bachelor. We, we cover other, we don't do 90 Day Fiance. I just never got into that show. But we do other shows too. Well, Terry and non-reality the bachelor, too. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. This season, oh man, it's Matt James is sign me up, honey. Me too. Sign me. Call me. me. Oh, I don't even I'd, know where to begin. I'd call yes. him daddy. Yes. Daddy. He is like the hottest bachelor in a really, <laughs> yeah. really long time. I don't even watch and I'm going to watch only because he is so sexy. Yeah, I, I yep. don't watch all the time either. This season, I will not miss any of it. He's so sexy. His body is ridiculous and his face is gorgeous. <laughs> and we needed some sort of eye candy after the shit year that we had. So I'm glad that yeah. we got some good chocolate eye candy up there. I'm ready Honey, for it. it's like if you look at the trailer, there's a lot of gratuitous shirtless scenes. So just, I'm ready. Yeah. So ready. So we, right, we can David. talk about that. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us. As always, you are our favorite guest. Uh, you're always welcome back on our show anytime. I'm sure we'll be doing a part three when whether Atlanta finishes, Dallas, whatever we got to talk about. So again, thank you so much. And we will uh, keep up with you. Love you guys. Thanks for having me. Bye, David. Bye. Bye.